For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 709, welcome to Today's Entrepreneur, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with my co-host, Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. How are you, Josh? Always excellent, Dan. And tonight we have a couple of lawyers in studio with us. Uh, we have Calliope and Dimitri Hadges of the law firm Hadges & Hadges. So Hadgeses, welcome to CJD. Hey, thanks Thanks for coming in. So Josh, it's uh, a lot going on here at the law firm. Uh, we have, you know, the family dynamic. We have a quick transition. Uh, we have, of course, professionals um, doing marketing a lot uh, to discuss in this next hour. We have, you know, it's, it's, they're young professionals, a lot of experience, but, and the firm has been around a long time, but still young enough that they have to learn the ropes. And it's a very interesting story. Um, and let's jump right into it. Uh, Dimitri Calliope, welcome. And just so that the listener understands kind of the, the law firm that you're, that you're in today, tell us, uh, I guess, the areas of practice that you have, a little bit about the firm. Well, we mainly practice in uh, corporate commercial law. We represent about 150, 175 small to medium-sized businesses. And uh, aside from that, we have uh, a general civil practice. In other words, a lot of the corporate work that we do has allowed us to go into different fields of uh, law because uh, we're able to aid corporate clients with every aspect of their life you know, from beginning to end in terms of... Uh, for example, after the corporate work starts, they might say, well, listen, I might need a will, you know, for uh, I've just started a family, I'd like to protect them, and uh, we're able to assist there for that. Uh, sometimes, unfortunately, they run into matrimonial problems, and uh, so uh, uh, we, we practice in matrimonial, I myself practice in, uh, in the field of matrimonial law, and in this day and age, especially with uh, the, the way that uh, capital is uh, moved across borders at a fantastically rapid uh, pace. Uh, uh, our immigration, uh, the immigration aspect of our work has increased substantially, which is what uh, Calliope does. And uh, we have uh, persons and uh, capital moving, like I said, across borders at an incredible pace. And uh, this is where her expertise comes in. So we, what essentially our, our, our goal uh, um, is to render full service to our corporate clients as individuals, as, uh, as companies, uh, to the best of our ability. And we'll, we'll certainly get into the personal service, but the, hi the, the history of, of Hadges and Hadges, or whatever the, the name of the firm was over the years, it certainly has been around a long time. Maybe you can bring us back to the beginning of the firm before you guys got there, and then we'll, and then we'll jump into uh, how you ended up running the show. Well, uh, Hadges and Hadges actually started off as uh, Hadges and Feng. We were, uh, uh, it, it, the firm was started in 1960 by our late uncle, uh, who was also named Dimitri Hadges. Uh, so I take great pride in that. And, uh, and uh, we were one of the, uh, we were a Greek-Chinese firm. Uh, essentially, uh, I think to this day, I think we still have the distinction of being the only Greek-Chinese firm in Montreal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, so it was our uh, late uncle, Dimitri, uh, with his partner, who uh, got started. Eventually, uh, our uncle uh, uh, became a judge at the, at the Court of Quebec. I think he was the, in fact, the first uh, judge of Greek descent in Canada. Uh, so we're proud to have that distinction as well. When he became a judge, around the same time in about 1969, our late father uh, 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 was called to the bar and started working as well. So when one had just left, another one segued in, and uh, we've continued since there. And so from that period there until almost the present date, we had uh, a number of our cousins. We, we come from a legal family, legal background, as, as we like to think, uh, uh, who, uh, a number of cousins who are, were, were and are lawyers and notaries uh, who all got their starts uh, at our office before going into... Uh, uh, practicing in other uh, areas of the law. 
it sounds like there's, I mean, there's a huge long history and there's been, a, it's a really quite a family enterprise. When did you guys get into it? Calliope, when did you start into it? I guess as the older sibling, <laughs> not well, that you can tell. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, actually, for, for myself, I mean, when I started my law studies, I joined the firm around 2003. And um, I wasn't actually wanting even to do my stage <laughs> at the family uh, at the family office, but uh, every summer was sort of spent there, and I kind of uh, followed more of an immigration law path, and then sort of decided, well, why don't I try to incorporate that and bring that to the office? So from 2003, when I was sworn in, I pretty much uh, worked from there until 2005, when a few events kind of set the path for for our career. It's an interesting concept. You mentioned that, uh, you know, and certainly in family businesses, the next generation, are they encouraged to come into the family business or go seek information, their experience elsewhere? You, you mentioned this briefly. Were you going to go check out uh, a different law firm? Were you encouraged to go elsewhere? Well, uh, encouraged? No, <laughs> because our father was very, very passionate about his work and about the office and about um, essentially the law in general. He he loved it and he always had quite a vision about having um, as many family members in the firm. And for myself, uh, I kind of wanted to distinguish myself from that or at least try to get a different start. And I actually did um, do a lot of work in immigrant information, immigration clinics. I actually went to uh, work with um, to do a bit of American law with an attorney uh, who was uh, uh, from the had the bar of New York. So I did a lot of corporate work uh, with American law and uh, and actually did continue as well working at the office. So I kind of wanted to have my feet in different worlds at the same time. Nope. Which is which is certainly, you know, there's so many entrepreneurs, so many fathers, and so many different styles. You know, dad says, you know, come in, learn here, you'll start at the bottom and go. And others say, you know what, go get your feet wet elsewhere, Dan. You know, we've heard many, uh, many family businesses and, and parents and second generation say, you know what, go learn elsewhere uh, and not necessarily come in here. And we're looking forward to, after the break, see how the dynamic between dad and, and the kids were. On today's Entrepreneur... <laughs> For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Welcome back to today's Entrepreneur. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guests this evening, Calliope and Dimitri Hadges of the law firm Hadges & Hadges. And guys, we're talking about how you began your career very quickly. We'll get into the circumstances under which you took over the business uh, a little later. But first, do, you, do either of you regret not getting more experience outside of the family law firm, or is this really the direction you wanted to go in? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I'm actually really happy that I kind of went and explored the immigration law field uh, before committing full-time to the office. Uh, but at the same time, the experiences that I've had at the office, I'm, I'm almost certain I probably wouldn't have had anywhere else because I was thrown into such situations that uh, for my level of experience or the complexity of the files, I don't think I would have encountered as quickly as I did at the Hadges office. Did you find that your dad was a good mentor or a good teacher? Uh, teacher, no. <laughs> Inspiration, yes. <laughs> In the sense that the passion, the humanity, the integrity, the, the respect for, for the work and for the individual, uh, for the client, uh, very, very strong um, principles that, that we follow to this day. Uh, in terms of teaching, it really was very simply put to me, I'm extremely busy, watch me, listen, 
read the file, absorb. Absorb, <laughs> absorb. That absorb. was the key word. <laughs> absorb. And Dimitri, did you uh, want to get straight into it as well to get, get right into the family business, or did you have the need to explore? Ironically, I had no need to explore. <laughs> in, in contrast to my sister and my, my intent from the get-go was to work with my father. And it was something that uh, I was uh, looking forward to. And I mean, even one of our, uh, uh, for the simple reason that uh, one, of our, one of our colleagues actually, who's, who's a judge today, uh, told us he was a criminal defense attorney working on his own, uh, you know, uh, for yeah, himself. And he true. said, you know, once you spent a, a couple of years working for yourself, You'll never ever be able to work for anybody else uh, ever again, you know. So you and, and uh, you can't go back. And and um, so uh, I mean, this was my mindset, and this was my plan to absorb as much experience and uh, knowledge as I could from uh, from our father, and then have a smooth transition segue into taking on more responsibility at the firm and and uh, continuing it and growing it uh, in that manner. There. Now you you wanted to learn as much as possible from your dad, but unfortunately, you could only learn so much. What happened with before, just before you took over the business? What happened with the transition uh, with your father? Well, there For wasn't really a transition. It was uh, an unfortunate event where he was uh, diagnosed. Um, he was diagnosed with cancer quite suddenly, and uh, essentially, it was the transition was uh, Friday. Friday morning, we found out that he was diagnosed and he wasn't permitted to return to the office. So Monday morning, Dimitri and I unlocked the door and. Off we went. <laughs> so take the, it from there, boys. <laughs> yeah, in a transition, it was let's go. Which is both good and bad, I think. I mean, because you don't, uh, we didn't have any time to dwell on anything, and at the same time, we we were forced, uh, uh, which was a positive, to hit the ground running and not look back. And uh, uh, and, and it isn't. Uh, we're not saying this with uh, false modesty or anything. It's just that, that that's that was the factual circumstance. We had no time to do anything else other than move everything forward. So to the best of our knowledge. So taking us back to that Monday morning, I mean, you were just laser-focused. You just went for it. You didn't have sort of uh, emotions mixed in there. How did you feel that morning? You're on autopilot. You're on Absolutely. autopilot. It was, it was, you're in the office. You have to execute. The, the firm was around for so long. He worked so hard. It wasn't really a debate. It was that this needs to be done, and we're going to do it together, and we're going forward. So it it you kind of go into this autopilot. I think when people know that there's something beyond them or bigger than them, or they ha that there's just not a question, you just do it. You do it because you need to do it. You do it because you want to do it, and you're going to do it well. And certainly, as we've seen with many entrepreneurs, Dan, you're thrown to a crisis, the entrepreneur reacts. There's a gut reaction that just comes into play. There's really no thought process. They just react because that's how they're wired. And certainly in a, in a scenario where dad passes away, uh, sorry, excuse me, dad gets diagnosed and you're left with, hey, you got to run the show now. Well, that gut takes over and that mindset uh, jumps right in. And that's what entrepreneurs do. And we'll find out some of the more challenging areas that they had to take over uh, when we come back after. Talk about that family dynamic too. Today's Entrepreneur on CJD. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 726, welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur and we're talking with the Hedgeses. Hedgeye? Hedgeye. <laughs> we get that often. Uh, Kelly O'Be and Dimitri. Uh, we were talking about also the family dynamic, and after uh, your father was diagnosed with cancer, you guys uh, opened up the office on a Monday morning and got right to work, um, and how you sort of had just laser focus. And also, it improved your, your dynamic, too, as, as, as family members, as colleagues. Well, that's the funny part, because growing up, I mean, we would uh, butt heads every day. 
Cats Every day, <laughs> like cats and dogs. I mean, it's uh, uh, lawyers in the making. <laughs> there we go. Pretty much, you know. I want to watch this channel. I want to watch that. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to go out. I need the car, so on and so forth. But the moment we started working together, uh, it's like it was like a light switch. That aspect of my, at least my brain turned off, you know, and said, okay, now we're going to go forward in this manner here. That doesn't mean that we don't argue. And usually, you know, we, we uh, uh, Friday afternoons are particularly volatile <laughs> at times, you know, but. Uh, but we get that out of, out of our systems, and then we continue from there. But uh, the vast majority of it, is, it's, it was a smooth transition that way, professionally speaking. And um, we complement each other quite well, I have to say, in, yes. in terms of the way we work and, and what we want to accomplish. Absolutely. And even our methods are completely different. Our approaches are completely different for any type of uh, uh, file, but, uh, but they end up complementing each other. Having seen so many family business owners, did you guys go from being competing siblings to, to partners? Because we see that competition a lot. I have to say, uh, and I'm very pleased to say, it, we never competed. We always mm -hmm. supported. Because we, I mean, the reason why is because if we didn't support each other, we learned very quickly that nobody else would. So we said, you know what, this element of competition uh, is of no use at this at this moment here. Now we compete all the time. I mean, whenever uh, uh, one of us goes on vacation, we say, "Well, I collected this many account receivables while you were gone." Ha ha ha! What did you do? You know, like. Uh, but uh, I mean, th that's all good fun. But when we first started out, we said, "You know what? This is uh, we're going to do it." And and uh, I got your back, you got mine, and that was the mindset: protect, defend, maintain. And uh, and 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 that's how we we started off, and and uh, we got off the ground uh, with that mentality there. Now, after so many years of your dad certainly being the patriarch of the family of the firm, what was the biggest challenge? Were you, you know, certainly in retaining clients, you had, uh, you know, the gray hair that was giving them all this advice, you were into the firm, but how difficult or what was the biggest challenge of stepping in to his shoes? I think uh, the first thing is that we had to, we had to be confident. We had to show that we were confident and then we had to show that we would stand our ground. I think I realized that within the first two weeks, that if we didn't show that we could stand our ground, then there wouldn't be a point. It's extremely important that, one, you have to have confidence in yourself, that you have to, because you're the first, you're the first man on the line, a video, mm -hmm. so you have to have confidence in yourself, and if you do, then others will follow. And I had confidence in Dimitri, and Dimitri had confidence in me. And the things with the legal field, it's an adversarial field. You have to convince a judge. You have to convince your client. You have to convince maybe the other lawyer or come to an agreement or try to have two opposing parties come to see eye to eye sometimes or present it to the judge to convince. So you don't have time to be adversarial with your partner. So either you're together from the beginning and you hit the ground running or you don't. So you have to have confidence in yourself and in each other and then the rest will follow. So that was challenge number one. And also, to a certain extent, um, you have to kind of be able to fake it. Even if you don't have confidence in yourself, fake it <laughs> as, best, as best as you can. Good advice. You know. <laughs> well, certainly, as you're, as you're dealing with clients and, you're, and your lawyers and your, your professionals, it's really, hey, the client is relying on you for that professional advice, for that legal advice. If you can't approach them, I mean, as in any professional, any entrepreneur, if you can't approach them with a certain level of confidence, well, then they'll start second-guessing you and maybe looking elsewhere, which when transitioning and trying to keep a client base, that's not exactly what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So when we, I'm, I'm sure it was one of the biggest challenges and uh, looking to hear more uh, about this story. We'll talk about marketing too in the minutes to come on today's Entrepreneur. It's For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 
7.36, welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guests this evening, Calliope and Dimitri Hadges of Hadges & Hadges. And uh, we were talking about your business, the law, and uh, your partnership as brother and sister, and how, um, how you get along is an interesting question here on Today's Entrepreneur that we run into a lot with family businesses. Uh, and I'll ask the same question I do almost every week, Josh. Are you guys democratic um, or are you sort of more autocratic? But since you're a partnership, I guess, do you, do you fight it out more or is there some kind of democracy in place there? How do you, how do you resolve conflict? We're blood, so it's it's essentially I'd say that. Did you say you draw blood? No, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Although we came close a couple times, but I mean, I, I, what we, um, we we agree to disagree very frequently, and uh, and uh, I think that we're comfortable enough with each other to allow things to get heated. And what we do is a bit, because, like I mentioned earlier, our approaches are so different, and, and that actually helps True. us. So or what we do when we uh, come to an impasse is essentially uh, take a time out. Uh, of varying lengths, uh, 24 hours, a week, two days, depending on the nature of the issue uh, uh, that we're discussing. And uh, uh, we, we uh, uh, say what we have to say at a low volume or a high volume. And, uh, and then we let it sit for a bit and we say, okay, I've heard what you had to say. You've heard what I've had to say. I'm not entirely ready to come to, uh, to your position as of yet, but uh, let me sleep on it and vice versa and, and, and see where we arrive. And usually, uh, not usually, I would say absolutely all the time, yeah, we arrive at a, a, at a fair compromise. Or sometimes, you know, I'll abandon my position and say, now that uh, I've calmed down and I've thought about it uh, 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 properly, uh, you're absolutely right and I'm absolutely wrong. The biggest, one of the biggest advantages that we have at our work is that there are no egos. Uh, 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 the work comes first. So, uh, and, uh, so we're not uh, above ever saying we're sorry or, you know what, I was totally in the wrong and you were uh, completely in the right. Although sometimes it feels like I'm, I'm the one saying those words more frequently. But anyways, hey, hey, that's hey. the... <laughs> is it, does it, when you're, because you're dealing with people all the time and certainly your own, your own staff, your own team, uh, does that permeate through? Like, has, has it been difficult? Do they take on the same, uh, I guess, thought process? Does it flow down to them? Do you lead by example? Well, I think what's important is that you have to, I mean, we say we, we you know, if there's a deadlock, we do a timeout. But the the point of that is is because we respect each other and what the other one has to say. So we want to reflect on that. So in terms of the office and the way the the way we all work with each other, it's important like that we we do take into account if one of our employees tells us, you know, I'm thinking about this, and we you know we listen to that. Um, if we want to go in that direction and we agree with that point that they've brought to the table, let's say for a specific issue, then you know we'll go ahead. Sometimes we don't because it doesn't follow with the policy that we've already discussed but it's extremely important that and I think that's seen throughout the office that we respect each other's opinions even though it can be, they can be polar opposite but it's important to absorb it and listen and then move forward with a united front so and since we're talking about a professional office and where billings and collections are absolutely paramount to running the business do you extend that level of respect out and make sure that your clients understand there's a level of respect when it comes to billing and collections? I think that's extremely important because you want your client to understand what you're doing for them. So if you have that understanding from the start and you establish that as clearly as possible, 
then you sort of avoid a lot of obstacles down the road. Difficult discussions and, uh, and hard discussions. But straightforward discussions. And that's the best way to go about it in terms of our experience. Absolutely. Where you just you put it on the table. They know where you're headed. They know what you're going to do for them. They know what you can and cannot do for them. And, and it's very clear from the start. So if there's any sort of disagreement or there has to be a discussion at the end, then, you know, you can discuss and hear each other out. But once the agreement is established, I mean, everything's on the table from both parties. As an outsider, you know, I would, I would assume that collections wouldn't be such a problem for two lawyers. But uh, am I incorrect in that assumption? Yes. <laughs> it's not, I wouldn't say a problem. Problem is too strong a word. It is an issue in every business that always, that, that comes up in no matter the nature of, of, of the work that you're doing. So it's, it's paramount because, I mean, let's be honest, if there is no income coming in, uh, that's the lifeblood of, of your enterprise and you can't continue, even if you might be the best at what you're doing. But if there's nobody paying the rent, the salaries and the taxes and so on and so forth, you can't continue doing what you're doing. So it is an important issue that, uh, that's, uh, uh, cross, you know, it, that, that, that comes up in any type of, uh, of work that you do, and it has to be addressed at all times. And, you know, as they're dealing with SMEs and, and privately held businesses, certainly those businesses have their ups and their downs, and they need some assistance here and there, and they have to manage their cash flow. So that's something, uh, in as much as we don't necessarily want to take into consideration as professionals, we always do. Now, if we look at, you know, keeping the top line, the top line, and we kind of switch gears to marketing a little bit. What have, have you guys had a specific strategy with marketing your firm? Certainly with the long history that it's had, starting out as a Greek Chinese firm and, and continuing on. Well, one of the, uh, I mean, when, when we were uh, firmly in charge, let's say, and when, you, when we, uh, our feet hit the ground and we started, we said, you know what, now is an opportunity to do all the things that uh, we've thought about before, but never really had the authority to carry out. So uh, yes. w once we, once we uh, put our ideas together, uh, we executed them right away. I mean, like one of uh, uh, the, the, the first things we wanted to do was put forward a website and, and say, like, the, in this day and age, it's, it's uh, almost unheard of practically to not have a website. And as a marketing tool and as a communications tool. And uh, that honestly has expanded our borders. I mean, to the point where we're both members of the Ontario Bar as well. And uh, I'm a member of the UK Bar. It, it's, uh, that's just the nature of the work. It, it's, and and the, the best way to go out and get that market and get that clientele is electronically. Um, did you, was that a vision that you had or did you already have clients in those markets already and said, you know what, if we can service them now, well then we must be able to service more of them if we're out there and known. We had clients in, the, in those markets as well, but we said, you know, we're doing something good. How can we do it better? How can we do it more efficiently? How can we do it and how can we reach a greater audience, uh, so to speak, uh, and build on what we've already... Uh, uh, I mean, our first couple of years, like we, said, like we mentioned earlier, was all about stabilization and, and uh, maintaining the status quo just so that uh, we would uh, break even. But once we, we surpassed that and we got to a level above, we said, now, you know, we want to go out and get a bigger piece of the pie. Uh, you know... And, and, and the best way to go about that, and, and that's when we started putting our thoughts together and saying, okay, look, we're doing a couple of things really well. Let's make them even better. Let's distinguish ourselves in that manner. And, uh, and we have contacts and clients in, in these different markets. Let's work with it. Do you physically go visit these markets? You're a small firm located in Montreal. Do you branch out and make sure you physically are out there so people see you? Well, you know, I mean, we have uh, uh, clients in, in, in Greece, England, France, 
uh, and uh, and uh, Toronto, uh, Toronto and Ottawa. And, and uh, although we were communicating electronically with them and, and over the telephone, long distance calls and arranging conference calls, uh, uh, my sister, you know, at one point said, you know, you know, what are we doing? What are we, you know, we we have the means, we have the will, and. Uh, Let's, let's go down there. Let's go. Let's go see them. Let's go expand our network. Let's go shake hands and see faces. And in September, uh, despite all the, uh, the the fear and riots and economic struggles, which are valid points, but uh, in Greece that were going on, we said, okay, let's let's go, let's go, let's go see, let's go talk, let's go shake hands. And we did. And it was a fantastic uh, trip of 10 days where we met uh, several people uh, that we had done business with and several people that we wanted to do business with. And it was something that uh, that was very fruitful in the end. But I just wanted to mention that in terms of the marketing, it's always important to say, like, as Dimitri was saying, and we revisit, re, uh, revisit this every so often, what are we doing? How can we do it better? How can we do it more efficiently? How can we expand? And it's something that I think it's important to kind of come back to every so often with your partner or with yourself to kind of improve upon because there's always room for improvement. And reevaluate. We're going to talk more about marketing in a second with Stephanie Darwish from Fuller Landau who does uh, their marketing and marketing for professionals in general, not just lawyers, doctors, you know, people who, who uh, I mean, just because you're a doctor or a lawyer doesn't mean that the clients are going to come flooding in, right? So we'll talk about that in a second. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Dan Delmar, along with Josh Miller of Fuller Landau, and our guests this evening, Calliope and Dimitri Hadges of Hadges and Hadges. And we also bring in Stephanie Darwish, a marketing professional at Fuller Landau, because we were going to talk about, uh, well, marketing to professionals uh, like the Hadgeses. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to uh, get into, I guess, some of the myths, Stephanie. And uh, well, the first myth, maybe I'm going to go out on a limb and say, well, I mean, you kind of, you kind of need marketing, right? A lot of professionals think that you don't need marketing. Some people think it's all word of mouth, but let's hear it from the expert. That's exactly my first myth. I guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> that doing excellent work will single-handedly bring you in clients. Now, it's very important to do excellent work. I'm not advocating doing shoddy work, but. Um, it's more than just doing really good work and hoping your clients come back and give you a referral. It's probably a little bit more actively seeking out referrals. So whether that's even keeping top of mind with them with a website uh, stories or e-newsletters or actually calling and reaching out to them and letting them know if there's anything you could do for them, that, that would be more active, I guess, referral searching. So it's more of a visibility stay in their face. Exactly. Top of mind. <laughs> well, actually, what we do is that if we do get a referral from somebody, uh, we always make sure that we call that person and thank them for the referral, that we got the phone call or we spoke to the person they referred, and we always we always make sure we make a, a small phone call, just let them know, thank you very much. And that's smart. I think that's really nice to do, actually. Very nice to do. All right, number two. We're ready for number two? Ready. Okay. With the website, and this one comes from a little bit of personal experience. Uh, the website's only for recruiting or only a promotional uh, like splash page, which it isn't actually. And our, I, I'm very proud of Fulamando's website. It was it started before I got there, so I can't take all the credit. Um, but <laughs> take, take, take <laughs> all the credit. Go for take it. some credit. Um, but even when someone hears of you from a referral and you've already, it's pretty much a website, and they're still reading about you. So um, I like that we have. 
tax information up there, so kind of breaking down tax tips. We have some HR information up there. We have a lot of free information, I guess you can call it. And having all that free information kind of makes you the expert. And there's nothing wrong with giving away a few tidbits. They still need you to actually do the work. But that, that's the question. Is it, are, is it okay to give out free information? That's where maybe some professionals mm -hmm. might say, well, if I give it for free, won't it come back? But as you say, you know, if you don't give some, how you expect exactly. to get some. Exactly. And I mean, as professionals, you have a lot of schooling in this. And it's more than reading a couple of blog posts to make you an expert. Well, sure. It's not just the information that's out there. It's what you do with it. Exactly. And I mean, like, websites are good. I mean, if we talk about our field, for example, uh, the law, I mean, the, 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 these are, if you're giving tidbits of information about your rights as a citizen, and they're your rights. They're not mine. I'm here to help you, or my sister and I are here to help you, uh, represent you, uh, exercise those rights. But you should have knowledge about things that are inherent to your person. So it's a good starting off point. But then, again, you know, I mean, the website is, is there. It's uh, It brings somebody up to speed, up to a certain point. I and then uh, you get together with the person representing you and uh, work on the best way of making use of that information uh, uh, to best serve and safeguard an individual's rights. But I guess when it's open to interpretation, that's where you wonder, well, are they going to read it the way, right way? Are they going to accuse you for saying one thing when you really meant it another way? Uh, I would imagine that when, when you give information that's black and white, that's great. But when it's subject to different... Uh, cases or different criteria, that's when you kind then of... Then you don't post it. Then you don't post, <laughs> says don't the lawyer. I know, that is such a lawyer answer. <laughs> I was going to say, just make sure that it's in the right context. And if it's written as a factual piece of information, make sure it's factual and it's fact-checked. If it's written as a friendly piece of information... Or you just simply write at the bottom at Disc your own <laughs> risk and peril. <laughs> but disclaimers, I'm sure, play... A huge role, certainly for professionals, and as you're offering services, I would imagine that disclaimers you'd almost need on a number of websites. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can disclaim, and if what's the point of putting up a bit of information if you've just you know absolved yourself of all responsibility that goes along with it? There are tons and tons of doctrinal articles. Uh, dedicated to the interpretation of texts, you know, because of the simplest thing, yeah, even if we true. take out the element of subjectivity, uh, two people can read the exact same uh, uh, wording in, in, a, in a text and come out with two different uh, uh, um, interpretations. interpretations of it. And, and you say, well, what else can I do? How much simpler can I break it down? So that's where it's always best. I mean, okay, fine. You have a base element, element of inf information available to you. Now, let's meet, sit down, and figure out what we're going to do with it. And either we agree or disagree. And if the parties disagree, well, then they go get a second opinion from another lawyer or a lawyer that better suits their needs. Mm -hmm. So a website is not just a business card. And we'll have one more um, professional marketing myth for Stephanie in just a second. Today's entrepreneur. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Remaining moments on today's entrepreneur, Calliope and Dimitri Hadges' advice uh, for today's entrepreneurs coming up in just a second. But first, Stephanie Darwish of Fuller Landau. Uh, we're talking about marketing professionals like lawyers, for example, and we're at myth number three, Stephanie. Yes, the, one of the more important ones, I think, out of my three. <laughs> um, that going to networking events are very important, and I really enjoy them, actually. But it's more than a one-step marketing process, and follow-up is probably the key to that whole system. So uh, we've started using a checklist method for some of our younger accountants. And um, I think it, it's going to work really well. So setting goals. The checklist is basically a way to monitor and track goals. So if you meet, I don't know, 15 people in a month, then 
three to five of those you should have lunch dates with or drinks with in the next two weeks. And then one of those you should make a serious business partnership with. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead, what, Josh. What, <laughs> what about uh, accountability? I mean, are they accountable? Do you have to be accountable to somebody to make sure you do it? I, I think you, I mean, I work best with accountability. So I think you do. And we have at our firm uh, a nice mentorship program. And the way we're implementing it, and it's still in the process of being implemented, is that it funnels through the mentorship program. So they're accountable to their mentor, and they're checking it over with the person. And there's no fines or penalties. It's just a friendly accountability. Poor performance review. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing about marketing, I find it, that is very subjective. Everybody has their own individual different style of going about it, either, like you said, with accountability or without. And some people might call 15 people per month. Others might feel only comfortable speaking to, to, to one person. I think ultimately marketing is a thing in itself. I think, first of all, you have to dedicate a portion of your day or week to actually get to it because without it, you're going nowhere fast. And so you have to arrange your affairs at work uh, uh, control the controllables, uh, you know, do so so that you can set them aside and focus your energy on how you're going to go about marketing and then determining very early on, if possible, what method uh, suits you best, your personality and your approach. Some people are people persons. Other people just, you know, prefer texts here and there. Uh, other people, you know, have a drink in, a hand, uh, in their hand at any moment and a flashy smile. And, there, and there's <laughs> so many different ways to go. Uh, and every professional is different. So as we, get to, as we get to the end of the show, so certainly turn to Calliope and Dimitri and ask them individually, what advice would you give to today's entrepreneur? I think uh, mainly is that if you're in the game, then you're, you're going to do it. You're going to be okay. Have confidence in yourself. Super important. If you're deciding to be an entrepreneur, you have to have confidence in yourself and your product and who you are and what you're out there to do. Um, you know, if you're going to, I think in that sense, if you're already out there, for sure, you, you got it in you to, to pull it off. So I think that's number one for me. I think that... Uh I think we need more entrepreneurs. I think it's the best thing a person can actually be, whether on a, a bigger scale, smaller scale. It doesn't make a difference. It's it's what invigorates the economy. It's what it's what it keeps it going. It's uh, it brings innovation to any field. And, uh, if you're young, if you have energy, it's the best thing I think an individual can do. And you're working for yourself. What's the worst case? What's the worst thing that can happen? You you, you get fired. I mean, it, there is no downside. And every failure uh, just translates into experience. And and uh, and and you can rebuild, regroup. And get started all over again in your field and your project, and only improve. There is no downside, and and we need as many people as possible. I think it's you can't go wrong. Thanks very much, uh, Dan. I'll, I'll tell you the the quick takeaway from this, and you know a lot of great words. There's confidence, there's respect, but it's also knowing what you can do. Knowing that when you get into a situation, you're just going to go out and do it. And the entrepreneur has that ability. The real entrepreneur knows that in any situation, they can rise up and they can deal with any and all issues and having the people around them respect them. And that's uh, that's a really big, true definition of an entrepreneur. And we see that every week. Something that's stuck out as well is the Hedgeses clearly have a great problem-solving technique as well. Take 24 hours, relax, <laughs> and then, you know, we'll, we'll talk in a couple of days. Um, seems like you guys have, uh, have fought it out in the past and to come up with a better system. So I applaud <laughs> you for that. Uh, thanks very much, Calliope and Dimitri Hedges and Stephanie Dawish from Fuller Landau. Don't forget you can reach Fuller Landau during business hours at 514-875-2865 or visit their website www.flmontreal.com.